Warning. The following is the officially sanctioned podcast about the show about four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other in public. You know the one. The official Impractical Jokers Podcast. Ah! Welcome to the official Impractical Jokers Podcast. This one's serious. Uh, not quite. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Welcome, everybody. My name is Casey Jost. I'm James McCarthy. We're, of course, joined by Danny Green. Fellas, how are you? We have a special guest tonight. His name is Kevin Etherson. Yeah. Sometimes people say Etherson. Sometimes Casey says Etherson. Well, <laughs> I say Etherson, too. And James I, did it this morning, yeah. I've learned that it's Etherson, even though in my heart I want it to be Etherson, because, like, you spit so much fire, Etherson. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, I, I wish I... Me too. cool enough for that to I wish that happen. I wish that. Yeah. Your job on the show right now, you are kind of the the uh, the head Quick honcho. Break. Quick break. Uh-oh. Do you think that was the guy for the food order? Okay. <laughs> Did somebody come? Hi. Oh. Pop his head in. I think we scared him away by doing Really? Screaming. You might have noticed there was a quick little uh, break there, or there was some talking. We were getting lunch. our lunch order. <laughs> That's because we're on set right now. That's right. I didn't mention that. We are on set filming something for Impractical Jokers. Gritty, and, grimy, dirty little room that we're in. Yeah. And I got to say this, Kevin, you're not always. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, you threw, you threw that pen at me. It, I'm so yeah. happy to be here. It's but an official Impractical Jokers podcast tradition. Oh, Casey's blood okay. sugar is low. He was like, I want to eat lunch first. I was like, no, we're doing it now. We're going to get back to set. Off the rails podcast. All right. <laughs> He's fainting. So you're not usually on set. So you no. used to have a job. You were formerly a clearance supervisor. Coordinator. Coordinator. Yeah. A CC. First, first job on the show. Okay. So that was what you mm-hmm. did for Impractical Jokers. Now you're kind of the head honcho of inside jokes. You're kind of the man behind those little pop-ups that come uh, when you uh-huh. when they re-air episodes with a bunch of factoids. And you and I work together very closely. There's a child screaming in the background uh-huh. because we're on set. You never know. There might just be a child crying. Um, Anytime you hear a child cry, fans, it's impractical joke. Right. <laughs> a joker gets his wings. And so, yeah. So what, what? tell us first about clearance coordinating. That's very exciting. It's exciting and important. Ooh. <laughs> anytime you see. So there's a person on the show. It used to be me. And now it's someone, uh, a friend of mine named Ryan Lynch, who goes through yeah. and collects all the releases that are signed by the Strangers we had, on we had Stella last week. Who, yeah, she's the one who gets those oh. releases, mm-hmm. and, she, and then it goes to you. Uh, it goes to Ryan now, right? Yeah, but yeah, used to yeah, go yeah. to me. Yeah, well, Ryan yeah, had yeah. a good fantasy football team. He did. In the office. He did. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Important. So, so you know that position. That person goes through all the releases and make sure they're all filled out correctly, signed properly, and then we'll watch the episodes, early cuts, and make sure that we have the proper form for the people that are going to be on and the And that's why Stella said last week they hold up a number and they take a face so that it makes your life easier back then mm-hmm. and Ryan's life easier so that you can match an actual face and what they were wearing that day to the video footage. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever screw up? Um, Please tell me yes. <laughs> I don't think you'd be I here. mean, yeah. If it was any major things, I don't think I would. You, I don't think I, you'd I, be on this I podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh. N- I mean, there are definitely times where where uh, bits will change sort of last minute. Like, you know, with every cut, different segments are pulled out and some new ones are put in. And sometimes if uh, I haven't seen every single moment from the show, a person who isn't cleared might sneak in. Right. You know, so that blur might come later in the game. Um, I sneezed, guys. God bless you. Bless you. Gesundheit. 
It has nothing to do with what you were talking about. <laughs> but I like while you were talking, I just want everyone to know I was fighting it. <laughs> so like, bad. Really, you really yeah. have to fight a sneeze, and you're uh-huh. like, I gotta do it. So I turned away, but I apologize. Sneezes can be so rude sometimes. Wait, you're, you're not apologizing for throwing the pen at but, him, but you are apologizing for sneezing? No, the pen was it was it was so accidental. No one would ever be like that was delicious. <laughs> it's kind and of I, open mouth. And I don't us. regret it. No, I cover. I always cover. Okay. Come on, I cover. I'm from the house of Sal. <laughs> um, so okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, haven't screwed up in a major major not way. Not yet. Not yet. I could screw up. I could mm-hmm. retroactively go back and unblur somebody from season 3. Yeah, has there ever been a time you blurred someone that you didn't want to blur. Like you were really hoping you didn't have to blur somebody. Oh, hundred percent. There. Uh, I don't know how specific we can get Very. with this. Okay, so there's a guy in uh, the Taylor challenge where the guys pretended to be tailors. Right. Right. So there was a Mark or. Do we say Mark? Yeah, you can say Mark. Okay, yeah, so there's a, a, Mark is a term that we use sometimes to about like the unsuspecting public. It's just like the shorthand that we use. We don't really like prank them in a way that like a prank show would say Mark. We don't really prank them so much. So, but we still use Mark sometimes as a quick. We identifier. say this every episode. We just need a button that we hit that explains what a Mark <laughs> yes, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the Mark is. Um, so there was a, a, a Mark in that episode who, uh, you know, there's hmm, a good way to set this up. You know, basically on the day of the shoot, he was unsure if he wanted to be on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we still got the footage. Like, you know, we'll still cut it together. It'll be it'll be placed in the show. But then my job is to also try and convince that, to reach out and convince that person to sign the release. You have to call him at his house, his home. His home, business, you know, maybe. follow him around maybe, check I out his n- Facebook. I never knew this. That's a huge part of the job. I ne- yeah. So I, I always remember... Like, you know, in my experiences, my limited experience releasing, we would say that sometimes. We'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, if you don't feel comfortable now, if you just give us a phone number, we will reach out. But I never knew that. I never knew that actually happened. I thought that was just like, uh, like, I didn't know somebody actually followed up with that. Mm-hmm. I think probably because at the time it was my job and I failed at it. <laughs> can, <laughs> well, we, can we do a practice? Yeah. Like, so like what happened in that oh, situation? Um, okay. Let's, let, let's do a scene. Practice Who, might, can I be the person that yeah. was? Okay, cool. Okay. So. Okay. I usually start with an email. <laughs> Okay, but that doesn't work. It for doesn't this. work for this. You got a right? cold call. They would just, okay, yeah. cold call. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, boop, 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 boop. What is that? Boop. That's a phone. Oh, okay. Office. I don't okay. know. I thought that's maybe how you start the call. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hello, who is this? <laughs> it's a robot. Yeah. Just keep keep stirring the sauce. <laughs> just keep stirring the sauce. Hello. Hi, uh, can I speak with Casey Jost? Yeah, that's me. What's going on? How's it going? Hi, uh, my name is Kevin Etherson, and I'm calling from the show in practical. Etherson? Is this Kevin Etherson? <laughs> um, no, sorry. It's actually pronounced Etherson. <laughs> oh, okay. I stirred the sauce. Yeah, keep stirring the sauce. <laughs> Stir it again. Just not just once. Do it a bunch. Sorry, the sauce is sticking. Oh, no, I know. Sauce always gets like that. Uh, hi, yeah, so uh, do you remember, do you know the show Impractical Jokers? Uh, is it the thing with the Ashton Kutcher? Well, it was, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the other day you were actually a part of one of the segments we were filming for the show. Oh, I don't. I think you might have the wrong person. No, no. I, I have your information here and a, and a photo of what I'm assuming is you. Um, am I giving? You, am I giving the middle finger with one hand and a thumbs up with the other? That that's you. That's oh, that, you. that's me. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, some information here that says you were unsure about being on the show. I'm wondering if you had time to maybe reconsider signing one of the releases for us. You know, I actually did have a change of heart. <laughs> I yeah, I got home that night. I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, "Who am I? Who? Why do I think who I am?" Oh my god! I thank. You. I'm so glad you called. This is so important oh, that you called. This is great. I'm I'm really glad you reconsidered. Um, so I can actually email Moses you. talked to me. <laughs> Moses came down from heaven and said, "Yo, you got to do the show." And so I'm really glad you reached Get out. Get off the phone. 
dinner's ready. Dinner's ready? I thought I was making it. All right. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, you could use me. What do you need? My credit card information? I just need a, I actually don't need your credit card information. I just need your email address. No. I don't. Okay. Uh, you get scammed all the time. It, I promise this is this is not a scam. It's a, Can I just say, a very real look, show. I, why the hell are you calling me? Just email. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and it would, at, you know, more often than not, they went exactly like that. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Good to know. And so what did this guy in the tailor do? Okay, exactly that. Yeah, go back to that. So this guy in the tailor was unsure on the day if he wanted to be a part of the show. Who was the guy on the floor, the Joker? Uh, It was Sal. Okay. Um, And so followed up with him once we got the releases back. He emailed, he responded pretty quickly, a little unsure, like, you know, wanted to check with his his work if it would be okay. Some people have sensitive jobs. They don't necessarily want to be shown on TV. Um, And through a, a... several like you know four or five emails you know we sort of weren't able to convince him and had to blur him for the show and and i mean the bit is still funny but you know that anytime you see a blurred face on the show you sort of the the, the jokes are always amplified when you can see do you remember what sal did with him uh he sang uh, um <laughs> it's not ideal Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it was that it's guy. It's not an ideal thing to have them blurred, but I, I, I also like it sometimes. It feels really authentic yeah. when I see it. It makes, you know, because the show is real. So it's, it's, it makes sense that not everyone would allow that. We, yeah. They might have work or an affair that they're involved yeah. in. We pitched an idea to the network that was a, a special episode called The Best of the Blurs. And it was just <laughs> everyone in the episode is blurred. And uh, the network said, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> That's We're funny. not going to do oh, it. Oh, no. And I was like, that's right. so funny. We yeah. do, uh, that's a great web show. We should. I, best of the best of the blurs. Take it, Danny. All Anything right. I say can be used without my consent. There was a show called John Benjamin Has a Van on Comedy Central. I know you exactly that? what you're talking about. Yeah. And they had, a, they had a bit that they did once that was called uh, You Can't Film Here. Hmm? And he would go with like a camera crew and walk into like a store, <laughs> like, like, a, like, a, like a J. Crew or something. And he'd be like, and a, someone would come over and be like, uh, and he'd be like, hi, you're, uh, you know, we're filming for You Can't Film Here. And the person's like, you can't, f- what? <laughs> what? And he's like, it's for You Can't Film Here. And this is like a place where we can't film. And then he was like, yeah, you, you can't, you can't film here. And it's like, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> and it was always just this awkward, like, they would be like, wait, yeah, I was about to tell you that. And then, and so that, like, I don't know, that just reminded them. I remember, like, that, those kind of shows, they're different than our show, but I love anything that, like, it's yeah. a little bit, you know, have it's fun a, with it. Yeah, it's yeah. fun with it. Yeah. And that person was blurred. So, yeah. so this must have been tough for you. So, so that's Sal. So Sal's bit got cut. And you're very on record as being a Sal fan. He's your favorite Joker. You say that all the time around the office mm-hmm. and that you don't even like the other guys. <laughs> I, I don't know. When did I say? You kind of say it a lot. You were blackout drunk. I heard you say it. It was at Christmas party. <laughs> Christmas party. And you're like, yeah. Sal, I love you. The other bums, I hate them. I you're the only funny one. I don't know one. if I, I don't think I want to put that on the I podcast. You said it. <laughs> I just said it on the podcast. But for inside jokes, you do have to call all this, um, these little facts, like personal facts mm-hmm. about the guys. You know, you and I talk about these things and we're often like, how many times are we going to bring up that, <laughs> that, that Joe? That Joe has a bunch of dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what did we say the one the other day? Was, and Murr uh, has a book uh, called Awaken. Awaken, right. yeah. Um, um, yeah, he was a fireman. He was a fireman. <laughs> yeah, and Sal doesn't like germs. Right. Like we, we we actually try to go try to find out more information from them. I'll just mm-hmm. hit them up sometimes. Uh, Murr's always really great at sending stuff. Oh, well, uh, Joe was the one I think we said about Joe is that bowling. That like uh, no, 
Uh, nunchucks. No, no, that's a new one. That's a new one. But I'm saying, what's the one that we were like, oh, we can't keep talking mm. about? Oh, Joe is a good bowler. Yeah. And I beat him at Universal Studios. Ooh. Joe has lost weight. That was a big yeah, one. Yeah, that was while. that was on there for a while. Oh, Joe's a vegetarian. <laughs> Joe's a vegetarian. That's, that's, that's right. Pescatarian. Oh, he's pescatarian. Yeah. But that was that was one that we kept being like, we just say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, we, we need, need to work harder. We different. need to give the fans what they want. Uh, we, we can't submit to two segments that both have Well, do you ever think about like what the Joker's like and hate? I mean, because all we the time. have a segment. Basically, <laughs> let's try to tee up a segment. Oh, okay. I'm going to throw this pen at you. Hey. Um, so uh, I got to talk to Sal a couple of weeks ago with what he uh, loves and hates. Oh, uh, I just name a list, and he had to justify it. And I did the same thing with Brian Quinn. We're going to play that right now. Ooh, I love that segment. Ooh. Hey, Q. Mm-hmm. Hey, Casey. <laughs> This is a segment called Love It or Hate It. Yeah. If you love it, you have to justify why you love it. If you okay. hate it, you have to justify why you hate it. And there's no in-betweens. And it's rapid fire. Okay. Okay, so yes. you got to you gotta just you go off the, off the dome piece. Ready to go. Okay, here we go. First thing, memes. Love them. They dumb down the population, and I love a dumb population. Beautiful. Bluetooth technology. Fantastic. Cuts them wires. Tupperware. Love it. Keeps Jell-O fresh. Hookah. Hookah. <laughs> Love oh, it. it. Sounds like you just used it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Lots of fun flavors. Cool. Choker necklaces. Absolutely love it. That's the 90s is back in the sexiest way possible. <laughs> That's the sexiest? I love a good Not choker. Not like crop tops? No way, dude. Okay. A choker really says something about a person. I love it. Great. Khakis. Khakis. I love them. You know, they're not jeans, but they're not quite, you know, they're not quite business pants. So I like them. Wow. Green grapes. Love them. They're grapes. Any grapes are good. Red grapes? Love them. Red wow. grapes are great. Visors. Visors. Love them. Hunter S. Thompson wore them. Wow. I mean, they're fun, right? It's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, creamy Italian dressing. Love it. You know, sometimes you're in the mood for a little creamy high tie. <laughs> Glow sticks. Love it. How else do you know if anybody's high and having a good time? They're not throwing around glow sticks. Wow. Yield signs. Love it. They, they, you know, it's not a stop sign, so I don't have to stop. I can keep going, but if there's a car coming, I got to yield. Wow. Imagine having to stop for no reason. It stinks. Contouring. You know, like when ma- the makeup, like women like contour. Love it. Anything that helps these gals feel better about themselves, I'm down for. Cigars. Love them. Winston Churchill smoked them. Saved the world. Hatchbacks. Love them, man. Love them, man. You pop that hatchback up, throw a bunch of stuff in there, you close it up. They look sporty. I'm in. Stromboli. 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 Love it. You throw it down a stromboli, you just eat it. It's Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's an Italian rolled up thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like somewhere in between like a chicken roll like a, and yeah. like a Parmesan. They say stromboli bread, I always hear. But yeah, stromboli. Right? It's like, yeah, it's like baked in it. It's great, man. It's like the thing that you throw on when you order from the pizzeria. And you're, yeah. you're a little, you're, you're hung, you know how you shouldn't order when you're hungry? Yeah. You just order too much stuff. Uh-huh. Ah, toss on a stromboli for me. Great. Yeah. Jazz. Oh, love it, man. Come on. It's like, you know, sometimes you're in the mood to sit back and relax and chill. Other times you just want to hear nonsense. Jazz fills both. Worms. Love them. What are you talking about? They dig it around in the soil. You know, if you need to catch a fish, you put them on a hook, throw it in the water. Earthworm Jim was a good video game. Yeah. Shutters. Oh, love them, dude. They were like manly curtains. <laughs> Motels. Love them, dude. <laughs> love them. Because they, they, they really tell you what your, your station in life is. Yeah. You know, when you're staying in a motel... You gotta, you gotta step up the game. Briefcases. Love them. I don't, wouldn't use one myself, but spies uh, use them. Yeah. And they have secret compartments in it that you have guns right. and stuff like that. Great way to put a bunch of money. Now you're talking. Yeah. Lamborghini doors. 
Oh, the ones that go up like that? Yeah. Oh, I love them, man. I like any doors that don't just open up. They oh, kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, go old DeLorean for me. Go Gullwing. Gullwing. But, but I like a good, you know, it looks good. Abs. Love them. Don't have them. But I love my women. Yeah. Last one, cassette tapes. Love them, dude. Love them because you love them. Oh, very yeah, nice. Yeah, because now when I look at cassettes, I think of Casey. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thank you so right. much. Well, that was more positive than I thought it would that be. That was 100% positive. Has that happened before? No, oh. no. All right. Wow. Yeah, I, you didn't give me anything bad. Like, everything was kind of cool. Really? Yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, people are, I think some of that stuff is divisive. I think, you know, like, like glow sticks, for, for instance. Well, who would hate glow sticks? Um, I think some people would be like, oh, I hate raves. I hate anything associated with it. I hate I glow mean, sticks. I mean, I guess people could be like, oh, I hate them. They charge like $2,000 for them at Disney. Fine, but I mean, that's just being cranky. I think sometimes people think that you're a moody guy, and it turns out that you're a lot more positive than people think. Or I'm just in a good mood right now. <laughs> oh, yes, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I should play this exact game, like, in traffic. Same exact ones. I'll be like, I hate it. You're like Mahatma Gandhi. I'm like, hate him. <laughs> he ruined everything. Yeah, oh. He was too nice. He started the whole political correct thing. Yeah, yeah. I like that when you get mad, you become angry Kermit. You're like, Aah. yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that, yeah. It's a fun game, right? It's a fun game. It's nice to actually have to have an opinion. Yeah. To be forced into an opinion like worms really got me. I was waiting for the bad thing to come, but it never came. I really do love chokers. I'm so happy they're making a comeback. Yeah. I'm so happy. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the episode. Yeah. Beautiful. The jazzy is back and fully functional. It was not working for a very long time. Right. That thing is complicated. Props to Will Thaxton. Who Literally. does props. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. And he created this thing. It took years. It took actual years. We wanted to do it in season one. We couldn't get that thing going. And finally, he, like, got some company that does work like this. And they, I like. I want to say Spoon Group, but maybe not. That's the name of it? I think so. Yeah. Is, it, spoon is it group. Prop and Spoon? It might be Prop and Spoon. I think it might be Prop and Spoon. I call them Spoon Group. Spoon Group. <laughs> Inside Jokes, man. Those are the facts. Man. Nice job. Thank you. So, yeah, um, this jazzy is just amazing. And it's it's like a remote-controlled... Uh, a remote-controlled car with your friend in it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Like, we always say, like, if we could have a board game version of the show, yes. it would have to have a remote control jazzy involved. Yeah. Every or single like one of the Monopoly pieces. No, it's a, like full, it's a full, it's a full size. Yeah. <laughs> box. Like it comes huge. out of the box. It's a ju- like, like the, yeah, the board game should just be like, uh, $20,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get all the props, like the earpieces and microphones. We got to get involved with power wheels or whatever. Kids yeah. can just get their own little, uh, impractical jokers jazzy. Yeah. Right. Drive around the house. Uh, so this jazzy was uh, obviously it always uses, Oh, is always used well on the show. Yeah, and we brought it back, and some highlights. I, Joe Gatto, when it's smoking and just driving around yeah, the mall. That yeah. was great. Yeah. The smoke coming out was the best. It's not a special effect, but it's best effect on the show so far. Wow. It's, I mean, they also shot confetti at one point. I like the smoke. Oh, that was, yeah. That was a cute punishment. Because the confetti is more like a surprise, but the smoke looked like it was catching on fire and somebody yeah. was going to get hurt. Speaking of uh, getting hurt— this bit got cut, but was almost in. We wanted uh, we wanted the Jokers to go off of a ramp on the Jazzy, <laughs> and uh, the, Will Thaxon said, "Absolutely not. We just got this thing fixed. Why are you trying to break it?" I'm like, "Well, because we're not going to use it again for a while. It's the last turn of the day. Let's just send it off of a ramp." I do like the idea of one day destroying it, yeah, like in, as a for you know for effect, yeah, like Q's Jeep. You know, it, it should it should be blown up by a. By an army tank. It's a spectacular ending. <laughs> right? 
Or shot, it should be shot out of a cannon with <laughs> Sal get, in it. Yeah, you can't get too attached to these things, the jazz. It's like a sand mandala. One, it's time to go. Very ephemeral. <laughs> yeah. Destroy this jazzy. Sand mandala. Yeah, yeah, I think I know what that is. In a lot of ways, we're <laughs> kind know? of a very Buddhist. No, I, yeah, you know those like you know those sand sculptures. I didn't know if it's called a mandala. I thought mandala was like that um, that board game that where you put the rocks in different things and you make up. You always pretend like you know. Mandala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that you just pretend like you know how it works. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. You play it, you play it once and then you never play it again. <laughs> it just sits in the in that like one little like skinny. Um, um, closet that like your house has that you're like that's where board games go you know what I'm talking about right yeah, I know, yeah. it's very specific to your house yeah, but yeah I know you're talking but about. I assume everybody has a skinny yeah, closet with layout. board games that are right. just covered in dust that mm-hmm. you play once every five years when there's like the power goes out yeah. you're gonna fit the Impractical Jokers game in there no with that's the gonna be scooter. in the whole garage that's gonna be in a garage or like yeah. your side house you need that's a lot we, of room for that board game that's how we punish kids in, in my house we take their phones away and make them play Risk on a, on a real board oh my god Risk yeah. that's that's a, that's a grounding. That's at Danny's house on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, right. And what else happened in the Jazzy? There was uh, the picture of Sal came back. I know. I've, I, I, this picture, I, I, for a long time, I used to provide the guys with like these embarrassing photos and stuff, mm-hmm. but that one came from Murr originally. Yep. Murr was like that. that he start, He kicked that off in like embarrassing photos. I think I, I, was, I had the photo of for Sal Sleeps. That was in the movie theater. That was his thing. Yeah. That, that came from my uh, private stock. Kevin, you have a bunch of naked photos of Sal. You always tell me. It's really just Sal's face on top of Photoshop, oh, like, no. of like Hasselhoff and other like. They look real to me. I don't know. If it's Photoshop. Uh, no. So yeah, that's the, so the photo came back. That's I love that. It's it's been a long time. It's so funny every time it comes up. I agree. White Castle, right? It's that. Yeah, that photo yeah, exactly. I we, I one point for a punishment, I wanted Sal to lead a parade of people wearing that shirt and masks and like it's just a main street parade <laughs> with like that as just like this look this is the last time we're gonna do it mm-hmm. but you this is a whole parade for you but yeah it's do you little, tell him that every time that this, this, don't worry, this is the last time it's gonna it's true yeah it's true we Always do it's the last time but i mean it's, you know it's gonna be involved in everything for the rest of his life yeah i mean when you take a photo that that's that that's that amazing <laughs> you know you should expect it yeah um, but yeah, the next part, the next uh, challenge in this. Then we dive into the virtual reality world. We go just to the, like Jamiroquai. Yeah, virtual insanity. We were in the past with the Jazzy, a bit there, the classic bit from the show, and now we go to the future of VR. Yeah, and we get to some uh, some great VR games. Like, have you ever played uh, Violent Crack Addiction, <laughs> Kevin? That was a game that Q said was his favorite. Oh, cool. I've I've not played that game. Yeah, you know anything about violent crack addiction? I've I've had a little experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just dabble in crack. No, yeah, you go whole hog. Yeah, you're all in. Um, I love a two two person IFB challenge. Oh, that yeah. meaning meaning like when the a team challenge a team challenge when it's like uh, refuse you lose. You know, often team challenges, you see pr- presentations. I can't. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just flashed to one of the bits. I was like, I can't believe that Murr actually unzipped a guy's fly. He was able to unzip a guy's fly. I completely believe that. <laughs> I mean, right. he, that's just the first time he did it when the cameras were rolling. <laughs> you need enthusiastic consent before you do that. I know. I mean, if Marsha was here, our uh, insurance person should be like, no, no, no. Yeah, Marsha hasn't seen this episode yet. That is actually true. She hasn't seen it yet. It comes out in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. From when we're recording wow. this. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a crazy moment. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, and he did it. This is while the person had a VR headset on? 
He told him he was going to do it. He's okay. like, and now we're going to, he's like, boxers usually wear shorts. So we're going to unzip your fly. So you feel like you're That's wearing insane. shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, this is, this challenge is wonderful. I think it's just, it's a great place because you know, you there's something to do whenever like a Mark has to actually do something, mm-hmm. you know, like dentist is a good example that, that, that the stakes are really high. there. like, yep. they're there. They're like, you know, they know the kind of situation they, they go through the protocol of, of like an activity like dentist, but this is something where like they're here to have fun. And then these two guys are like kind of <laughs> impeding it, on it. So this, it's so good. And, VR is also kind of a new thing, too. Right. So this might be their first experience with VR and be like, oh, this is just how it goes. This is how it is. This is what two VR guys do to me when they. (laughs) And and Sal and Q were killing me when they just kept whispering into people's ears. Yes. They're just taking turns, like whispering in the left ear, right ear. It's so distracting. I would hate that. So bad. I'll say this we had a little bit of VR when we were in San Diego. Oh, yeah. At the uh, Comic Con Padres Stadium. Yeah, right. Petco Park. Petco Petco. Park. Right. We had a VR, and this is so cool. I hope we get to use this again of walking over a tightrope. Yes. Like like we did for the hundredth episode, where you could kind of put that whole thing on, and it's almost like a game, and you have to get to the end of it. You actually walk on this like little track, Mm -hmm. and you have to. It's it's really disorienting. The guys are talking in your ears, and and you feel it almost feels like there's wind and like knocking you around. You have the headphones on, the goggles on. It's like. It was really intense. I did pretty well, though. You did I very well, up, Casey. Yeah. I did terrible. I fell down in real life. <laughs> you did? Yeah, well, I, I was fell too, down I was on too the scared ground. to walk. Yeah. And I knew I was, you know, I knew I was not 150 feet up in the air, but I, it, it just was so real that I couldn't couldn't yeah. make it across. I know VR really questions reality for myself. I'm, I'm often like, well, I, I'm just expecting to take, at one point, just to take off my real eyes and then just be like, oh, I was in a simulation this whole time. <laughs> You know, I'm actually 13 years old. Yeah. yeah. Little 13 year old in Staten Island. Yeah. Little Matrix. This little Matrix talk. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 100% it is. And that's what we talk about on the official and practical. (laughs) What do you think about the world? Uh, Simulation? Elon Musk? It's got to be. He's got to be up to no good. Elon Musk is up to no good? Probably. He's got all the money. Where's my pen? (laughs) I got to throw it at you. You have it. (laughs) He's the only one up to good, I think. Uh, and then yeah. we had one, speaking of money, the last game was a new one called Pass the Buck. Yes. Mm. And this is one where, uh, Kevin, because you haven't seen this episode yet. I haven't. It's one where um, a, a, a actor comes up to the Joker who's sitting next to a Mark on the bench and says something like he said to Joe Gatto. It's like a little kid comes up to him and says, did you just cat call me? <laughs> and Joe has to say, no, that guy next to me did. Or like Joe did in his case, he just took it because it would have been too hard for him to pin it on this other guy to, who do you have to pin it to a, a stranger he always said the stranger cat called uh-huh. this is a challenge that we actually came up with when we just sometimes we get out of the office and we actually go to a park yeah and we kind of look around and be like what would be hard to do and we want it to be big enough that it's not just like a task to give a joker because they, they could do right. that and they, they they have them we like to think of stuff like that's like a challenge that would be hard to do and we were sitting there and be like Imagine you had to do that. Yeah. It's like somebody's like, hey, man, you got any drugs? And it's like, no, but she does. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. It's stuff like that. It's like it's 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 this awkward thing of like, why would you assume that about me? Yeah. It's a, it's a way to make an assumption in such a clear way. And then mm-hmm. the, the kind of person that comes up changes it. The kind of um, – Exactly. The phrase that it is and whether or not the Joker will do it depending on the Joker. Right. And who you're sitting next to makes it tough. Like if someone came mm-hmm. up to me and you're sitting next to me, Kevin, and they're like, do you have any crack? And I was like, no, but he does. I probably would. Right. Right. So that'd be bad. That's like one they wouldn't use when right. I'm sitting next to Kevin. Would you, when you guys are coming up with these, will you like 
be in the park and sort of test out to see like how things might play out? I've done that before. We haven't done it in a long time. When Jake was around, you know, you worked with Jake. Who? <laughs> Jake Van Wagner. He was a, uh, the uh, scientist in the UFO punishment or the UFO challenge. One rather. of your best friends. Oh, okay. It's one of your favorite. You've told me it's one of your yeah. favorite. He's like he's, right under Sal. He's what right is his last name again? Van Wagner. Van Wagner. Wait, wait, wait. He's one of your best friends? I, if they're Taylor, I'm learning a lot about myself because I, I saw an, an early cut of inside jokes recently and he, his name was spelled J Van Wagner. <laughs> Oops. We got in the next day and Trevor, who also works on the show, she's like, Kevin, what's this? And I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> Jake was here. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good thing um, you didn't do that when you did clearance. Yeah, you have a hard like, job, though, because also, like, me, Casey, and the other writers write pop-ups, and we'll put in things that are lies or things just to make you laugh oh. that we expect you to cut out of the episode. Mm-hmm. So it'll be something like, let's say, pass the buck, and it's like, Sal worked for five years as a male prostitute. Right. <laughs> and it's like, you have to, like, catch that and cut it out well, so it doesn't I mean, get through, but I'm hoping they get through to the air. I—, I don't know everything there is to know about the guys. You know, right. sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm reading these scripts, I'll learn some new stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I'm like, wow, I didn't know. What, where does he have the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. To be a prostitute. Because he was like a bartender at that time. Right. He was I doing the bartender. Just right. to have all that. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, where does that fit in in the timeline? And, right. and, and you know, maybe it was. Yeah. Between the comedy troupe and the bartending. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and speaking of crack, this cracked out D bag was one of the uh, yeah. things in past. <laughs> that's that's why you brought it up. That is why. It was a crack filled episode. Great. Last night. A lot of crack. A lot of crack. <laughs> and speaking of tables cracking, it's time oh. for the punishment breakdown. Da-na-na-na. Great punishment, classic punishment. Joe falling through tables. I mean, that's that's something that the guys just want to see. It's it's the yeah. main thing that I think that they're trying to do nowadays is Make Joe's life uncomfortable while they laugh. And it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's less about the cringe with Joe because they, they know that he'll own everything. But how are you going to own falling through several tables? I mean, he hurt himself, too. He did. and it, But it's that thing that Sal said in The Insider, too, where it's just like Gatto is one of the physically funniest people or most physically funny people I know. It's his strength. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you just want to see him do it. It's funny that they're like, here's the thing you do well, and it's a punishment. <laughs> well, you know because funny? it's like, you know. I, I was there for the punishment. When I'm watching the cut, when you're watching it, you want him to not jump through the table, right? You want to watch him, like, slam onto it and not get all the right. way through. It, it's so funny watching at home, though, because we don't know either whether he's going to make it through or not. And so you're just like, it, what's going to happen? And it's, like, so satisfying to watch him either not break through or to break through. Right. And then watch people's reactions. A yeah. little behind the scenes is Will Thaxton, you know, obviously is, you know, in charge of a lot of that stuff with Christine Morris and a lot yeah. of people. And they made all these tables that are breakaway tables. Um, but they also <laughs> had to make the tables that don't break away more sturdy. Yeah. Because like it was actually the restaurant's tables and we didn't want to pay for all these broken tables. So they like put in little ways of like making sure that the tables don't break. Yep. Like, so every table that doesn't break away was like, uh, what's the word for it? Reinforced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just because it would have been too you know, expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember, uh, I guess in preparation for this, Will, uh, you just said built all these tables and mm-hmm. chairs and stuff. And, and in the office, you know, he would have some around and, and would just be walking down the hallway with this chair and smash it on the ground yep. to sort of test them out to see how they were going to break. So it was the most bizarre thing, which I mean, I guess 
not that bizarre for in terms, for, of, the show, in terms yeah. of the show, but it was just like anyone who didn't know what was going on was just like, that guy's smashing. I mean, the fact that Cheers. you're like, yeah. you know, like your, our whole office is, you know, there's like kind of open planning and you're working on inside jokes. There's Ryan, who you mentioned earlier, who's working on clearances. There's like people who are editing. Then there's also Will Thaxon breaking tables and chairs. Or mm-hmm. making bottles that break, or or yeah. like you know, do, like you know, working on a jazzy, yeah. like that's <laughs> the oh, yeah. element that's so insane. There's just so much around the office. Do you remember the, after the Mur punishment, uh, the the centaur one? Yeah, there was the urine and the super soakers, and they were just out in the hall. And for most people, they're like, oh, fun. Super soakers are here. Let's spray each other. I think with some editors I, on the can, weekend. I'm going to call him out. Mike Bartolomeo, <laughs> before any, he was one of the first people in the office. Uh, I walked in a couple minutes after him, and he was like, hey, Kevin, think fast, and shot the super soaker at me. Yep. Filled with no. piss. Filled with deer urine. It didn't get on me, but as soon as he pulled the trigger, you know, it sort of just spat out, hit the floor. And I was like, Mike, what did you just do? He's like, well, and then hit, the smell hit his nose. It reeked in the office for like four days. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awful. Come on. But that's, you know, you sort of, it's a fun place to work, but it's also a dangerous place to work. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a great, that's a great little, uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Behind so the funny you to mention that, but yeah, those, the office sometimes will just have the weirdest stuff because of it. Um, luckily there aren't any more breakaway tables because I feel like it would ruin a lot of lunches. Right. Yeah. You know? so, as soon as you put your plate down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Will's always working on some crazy stuff. And, but this, yeah, this punishment was, I mean, the fact that a restaurant would let us do this is crazy. It's what the rest- Harlem Brewery. Heartland oh, Brewery, which yeah, is a chain is in New great, York, at least. Great place. And uh, we it's also huge. They were, I, like, I couldn't believe how much. We had a whole downstairs area that we took over to have uh, mm-hmm. the BTS of it. Actually, we, re- we recorded Pod- two podcasts that's right. from that location. And we got thrown out. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> we got kicked out. But that oh, yeah, was during the JV Squadcast. Yeah, Casey we, and Ambergio's podcast. Oh, that's right. That didn't, people didn't hear that because that was for a third podcast we recorded that day. Yes, that was the third one. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, that was, that was great. So yeah, the JV squad cast, you could, if you wanted to listen to us getting kicked out of the Heartland Brewery and hear Dan's story about, uh, almost winning the, uh, singing prize. Yeah. We don't let Dan talk on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Semitovich. Um, yeah, this, this was great. I, I feel like this punishment was reminiscent of the genie punishment a little bit, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Genie, if there was no genie, then I don't think this would happen. I think the guys enjoyed genie so much. They were like, well, how can we make him do something similar? Right. That's like, but it has, this has more of a, like the genie punishment. I mean, it's an unsuspecting audience, but this has people that are trying to like, just enjoy their meals. And then they have to like, see a guy go through a table. Yeah. This, no, there's no stage here. Like this, yeah. You're right. You're just, it's our stage. It's where people are eating their lunch. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that, it's like the next level of the genie punishment, really, where it's like, all right, now the audience is right there, right, letting it happen right in front of them. Joe really hurt his leg, and so I I, I watched the clip again because I remember Joe coming down with like limping the day mm-hmm. of the punishment. Right. But then I watched, then I watched the punishment. I don't think he hurt himself from jumping off the ladder. I think he hurt himself when he slipped afterward on like water and landed on his side. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's definitely a one-two punch, but I think it's the slip. That did him in. Yeah. And uh, it was funny. <laughs> like the slip is almost my favorite part of the punishment. When he slips on water, it's really good. Yeah. All right. And we've got some tweets. Yeah. If you tweet at hashtag Jokers Podcast, uh, we'll try to read them out, talk about it a little bit. And Casey, here's one uh, from Justin Ryan Price at Justin Ryan Price. Is there a way to get the guys to host Saturday Night Live? Great question. Um, 
I have no affiliation yet. <laughs> no, my only affiliation is a person that doesn't make those calls. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that would be fun. I mean, imagine all, but I wonder how it would go. They have four hosts. They've, they've done two before. Right. Uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler have hosted together, but I can't imagine four hosts, let alone like imagine three. Maybe, but, yeah, Murr doesn't have to. Do that's that. true. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you just need Sal, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm fine with that. Uh, but yeah, I think that would be really interesting because they do have a sketch background and I feel like that would be a really fun thing, especially to, for me to work on. Yeah. I think <laughs> I've that's been around a, that for a long time. I mean, the best way to get that to happen is probably just from the people. I think the fans really need to pick that up and just keep run, pushing it. run with that mantle. So yeah, you guys, it. you're, it's gotta be grassroots baby. So you yeah. guys got to push it. No one's going to say like, mm, no, stop asking for that. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll let that keep happen. going. Um, it's a great oh one. Here's a really nice one from CC329. I just need to take a moment to express how happy it makes me that the hashtag Jokers podcast downloads to my phone on Friday mornings just in time for my drive home from work. That's great. Oh, Smiley-faced, blessed hands. Thank you nice. so much. And that's, that's, nice. a, that's a good lesson for all y'all. Subscribe if you haven't already, and it'll automatically be there for your morning commutes. Yeah. Or whenever you listen to podcasts. And you can get the podcast wherever you get podcasts. That's the beautiful thing about this podcast podcast. Um, and Kevin, do you have any questions or things you want to always want to know about jokers or positive things to say about us? Yeah. Positive things to say about you guys. I think I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you guys for having me on. This has been really fun. I would like to shout out, um, Thursday shoots, which is your, uh, like pretty little production company. It is. Yeah. And you make a lot of really awesome videos and stuff and you probably have a YouTube for Thursday. Thank you. Yeah. We have a YouTube, uh, Instagram, I think it's the handle is just at Thursday Shoots. You can Google that, and a bunch mm-hmm. of it'll show up. Yeah, thank you. That's that's awesome. Of course, yeah. and we've done some videos together. We have, yeah, yeah we've done a two some... two different music videos as mm-hmm. like a, a rap group that I'm <laughs> do called Chase and Rose, which is like a summertimey rap group. And yeah. you can check out those videos on Thursday Shoots. Kevin yeah. and I are working together outside of Impractical Jokers, yeah. believe it or not. So you guys know how we're on set. Well, Casey actually got pulled in to do something on camera, and we had a very special guest drop by and. I think she's making her way in right now. You may remember her from Murr's bodybuilding punishment, and it is Miss Danica McKellar, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Uh, slumming it with us in some gritty, grimy little uh, room deep beneath the focus group room. What are you talking about? This is glamorous. I mean, this is, I'm shining lights and... And luxurious carpet that isn't stained at all. No, <laughs> no, not at all. And you just did uh, probably my favorite mic check of all time. Ah. Uh, when you do a mic check, really, you just have to talk. I usually do the alphabet because that's something I know. Uh, what you just do pie? Well, on so on set, like when I'm yeah. doing my movies, they always say, "Can we have a ten count?" And I never give them a ten count. I always say three point one four one five nine two six five three five eight nine seven nine three two three eight four six. You know, and I just. And then, and you know what? The sound guy always loves it, loves it, and I, I can't resist how the far opportunity. Can you go, how far can you go in pi? You know, it depends on the day. Uh-huh. Um, I wrote a song that has 139 digits of pi, which, um, as of right now, should be on my Instagram at some point because Pi Day has passed. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Pi Day is March 14th, 3.14. Yeah. A few years, three years ago, it was the ultimate pie day. It was 3.1415, 2015. <laughs> and I'll show you how nerdy I am. Um, I was at my dad's in San Diego and I made a pie and I said, okay, we have to go outside. And at 9.26 a.m., because those are the next digits, and 53 seconds, exactly, <laughs> we held up the pie and we said, pie, 
and there were like cars driving by, and I, I mean, uh, it was so silly. We have our own pie day, that has, but it doesn't say. have anything to do with the number. We just have pie. <laughs> just we pie. have pie every Friday. I was actually really curious about what kind of pie you made. <laughs> oh, it was uh, an apple pie. Apple pie? Yes. Nice. A crumble or a... No, like the strips. Strip. You know, like strips on top. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, very nice. You brush some egg on it and then it, mm. it makes it shiny. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, Danica, how I think the question most Jokers fans have is how... Did you get involved in the show and why would you, a big star like you, why would you get involved in the show? Okay. So I didn't know anything about the show. My stepson, who now is 13, he was 10 at the time, huge fan of Impractical Jokers. And so he started playing it at the house and I was like, what's this? And he loved the show so much. And, you know, being a step parent isn't always the easiest thing. And I wanted to get some points, right? So oh, anyway, so I'm watching the show with him. And, and then uh, one of the producers uh, tweeted about me and I just happened to see it. I wasn't following him. I just happened to see it. And so I DM'd the guy cause he was following me. I said, Hey, just got to let you know that my stepson loves your show. And now we watch it as a family. And it's kind of a cool bonding thing. Thank you for this really funny show. Immediately DMs me back and says, Hey, do you want to be on the show? Uh, uh here's Joe Gatto's number. He wants you to call him. And I was like, Oh my gosh. That was so, it. Jay Miller. Do you know? Yes, it, it was. It sounds like Jay would be right on it. He was uh, right on, on it, and he was, and I, yeah. I thought, oh my gosh, talk about some stepmom points. Yeah. So oh, I, awesome. I talked to Joe, and he said, okay, you're never, never going to believe this. Murr used to, ha- and by this point, I knew all the characters in the show because we've been watching it. He said, right. Murr used to have a poster of you in his bedroom when he was in high school, and he used to French kiss it, and we're going <laughs> to humiliate him oh, with you. <laughs> I was like, okay. You're like, this doesn't sound fun yet. Uh, <laughs> exactly. What do exactly. I have to do? It's like, no, no. No, no, it's going to be great. He's going to be greased up in a little <laughs> bikini bottom. And you're like, I don't want to. Maybe. And I kept thinking, stepson, stepson, stepmom points, stepmom points. I can do this. Like, I can do this. And, uh, and it turned out to be really funny. I mean, it was so hard for me to keep a straight face. Mostly what people ask me is, how did you keep a straight face when you were doing that punishment? And that was the only thing the jokers asked me to do. They said, your only job is to not smile. So and I took that very seriously mm-hmm. as an actress. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to laugh. He walked in all oiled up in that little freaking Speedo. And he like <laughs> turned around and put his head. And I, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to lose it. And if you look at the, if you look at the, uh, the punishment, you'll see me trying really hard not to smile. It take, it took a lot of effort and it took all of my acting skills. I had to summon them all for that, uh, half hour, however long that interview went on. Of course it was cut down for the show, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was really, really challenging. And there's like some Frost Nixon. In oh, there. <laughs> it was, yeah. it was, it was, insane it was really hard but um one of the hardest acting jobs i've ever had but you did it and you didn't laugh at all during the entire thing that's right and then i heard like once they wrapped it you finally like let go i, I, I had so much laughter built up inside me it was, felt great to let it out you'd be really good at some of the don't laugh challenges like two-way mirror and stuff like that i think you would dominate the jokers maybe you'd probably win you know what it's, so when i was 10 years old i had it was one of probably one of my first acting jobs ever in a commercial and it was for Tang, as I recall. And it was me and these two other little kids. And the three of us were sitting there and we got the giggles. And take after take, we couldn't get through it. And the director got really angry and said, that's it, I'm getting some new kids. And I suddenly learned how to sober up. Because I could tell he was serious. And I, and I realized, oh my gosh, you know, when you're a little kid and you're acting, you, you kind of forget there's a lot of money on the line. Yeah, and right. you, don't, you don't have that perspective. And I suddenly got that perspective. And so I was able to kill something in me for a moment if I had to. But wow. it's, it's, yeah, but actually even oh. that, even that skill, 
I almost lost it. Is there anything you do special for it? Like, do you like go do it down like a rabbit hole, like a dark place or anything? You just like try to like block everything out? Is I like it, make a fist, you know, you have yeah. to like get the tension out somewhere. You have to do something. Right. I should, I should, I should coach the jokers. Yeah. You gotta sell these tricks to the jokers. <laughs> We're probably going to do like uh, some of these don't laugh challenges coming up this year. Like, but you know, what's funny about it is that honestly, I love it when they laugh. Mm-hmm. It is the best. It's the best because you're, you see them trying so hard not to and they can't help it. And yeah. that makes me laugh more than anything. It's like mm-hmm. Carol Burnett's show. Sometimes when they break, you break. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's really good. Yes. You and your stepson still watch the show? You know, he's kind of doesn't really watch. Now he's on to these other like sports things. He's so into football. That's all he cares about now. But I watch it with my son. Uh, he's seven, and uh-huh. so I guess it's more the maturity level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seven's our wheelhouse. We know five-year-old, six-year-old. Five, like, yeah. That's like where my humor right. is. No, no, but, I yeah, love seven, it. I, I love it. it, and I'm a lot older than seven. I really, if I need to be cheered up, I I put it on. I have it on the DVR, and I have seven episodes at any given moment. There are seven episodes. You don't need to put it on the DVR. It's on. It's on True TV pretty much twenty three hours a day. It is. Six days it is. A week. It's true. It's true. They know <laughs> they got to go. Don't thing. waste your valuable DVR space <laughs> on that. Do you, besides uh, the punishment you were in, do you have a favorite all time punishment or challenge that the guys do? Oh my gosh, I have a few. I, I one of my favorite punishments was um, Joe popping out of that cake mm-hmm. and, and dancing for the vets. Yep. I mean, I laughed so hard. I was crying. His little sailor boy suit. Yeah. I mean, just the, his whole, like, the grenade, pulling the grenade out and throwing <laughs> it and then being the explosion. And uh, I also love that impromptu uh, punishment for Sal where the kid wasn't behaving with a mm-hmm. water gun. Oh, yeah. And he had to – and they're like, hey, let's just make this a punishment and just have, have it keep going wrong. And he got, like, so – Mad as like a parent too, just like watching yeah. him like deal with like a kid like that's like oh making gosh. trouble. It's like yeah, it's got to be like yeah, I can relate. Awesome, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I know. There's and then and then my favorite, um, I guess not a punishment, what challenge? challenge yeah. yeah, favorite challenge for sure is the receptionist one where the guys are saying all the fake names. Mm-hmm. I oh, my son, my seven year old, loves that so much that if we're ever going to sit down to watch an episode, we have to watch that first. <laughs> and then we can watch whatever new episode it is. We have to watch that particular challenge first. And uh, and we, we we got to a point where he was like, I was helping him name all of them in a row. Like he wanted to have them all memorized. You know, <laughs> he spits them out like he spit out pie. He's just like, he yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just pick basketball. Uh, well, that was that yeah. was from a different one. Uh, yes, that's and true. Just, yeah, no, you don't. I know my stuff. Okay, you know it much better than well, I. Well, I know. <laughs> yeah. you know I've worked here for got, five years. Seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a seven-year-old. They like watch. You know, like they'll, they'll watch the yes. same video yep. over and over again. It's the same way with these episodes. He has a few that we have to watch. Water torture, the one that I mentioned, um, and then takes the cake is because of the punishment, but also, oh yeah, this is another favorite challenge when they're at the restaurant and they have to try to stay at dinner. The fact that Sal was able to convince oh, those women, table, that's women. Insane, that they yeah. knew that they knew him. I mean, one of them kind of was thought maybe, and the other one like knew she <laughs> yeah. didn't. But they and then the new friends came in. I was, my jaw was on the floor when I first saw that. Yeah. I, I was, I'm still amazed and impressed. Do you think you'd be able to do it? Like no. You, yeah. But I don't think so. What would be like the worst challenge or punishment if you had to do it? I'm terrible. The thing is I'm terrible at lying in real life. Yeah. If it's a character, I can act, I can whatever. Right, of course. But when it comes to actually, I'm, my mother ingrained a, the fe- a fear in me of being caught lying mm-hmm. to the point where I, I, I can't do it. Like I, I would be terrible. 
Right. <laughs> it's like terrible. So yeah, you don't want to lie to anybody. So you like a punishment that'd be more your punishment. Uh, you mean challenge? Or either one. Oh, it, what? Like, yeah. Like, like I'm trying to think. Okay, like a would you rather? Okay. Um, like would you rather do the Sal pee your pants in a room punishment where you have to pee your pants in a room full of people before you get out, or which one's like a good lying one? Um, <laughs> giving a a best man speech or a bridesmaid speech at a wedding that the oh other guys gosh. wrote for you. Now, see, the, <laughs> the, the, the peeing one just seems sort of unsavory. Yeah, yeah. Not something I would get near. But at least you don't have to say, well, but say it, mean things about peeing. Well, that's true. But I'd be in front of, it's, it's speaking to a crowd, not one-on-one. Right. It's the one-on-one stuff that that's I don't think I can pull off. Mm. Yeah. If I'm on the stage, I can pretend that I'm acting and this is a show. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I, I'd pick that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Danica, Danica, thank you thank so you much for dropping much for by, hanging by. out with us today. My pleasure. Uh, do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay, this is kind of funny. You know how Murr has a book coming out on June 26th? Yeah. Aw- Awakened? Awakened, yes. <laughs> I have two books coming out that day. I'm not trying to outdo them or anything. Mm. Yeah, no, you please, are. Please, <laughs> outdo them. <laughs> I have two books. Um, they're math books, you know, for kids. One of them is for little kids. It's called Bath Time, Math Time. It's a really sweet little story of bath time with math in it, of course, teaching kids how to add one to something. Very simple, just the introduction to addition. So we're talking toddlers, super cute um, bedtime story stuff. Awesome. And the other one is called Do Not Open This Math Book. It's for six and seven-year-olds. So my son is the right age and he he loves it, which is so great uh, for me. I'm so relieved. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it teaches um, big kid addition and subtraction. So three-digit stuff, like place value. And there's this character of Mr. Mouse in it, and I'm there too. And so uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a book for, for parents to read with their kids to kind of like help bridge the gap because so much of math yeah. now looks different mm-hmm. with all the common core stuff that literally parents are having their six and seven-year-olds come home and they can't help them with their math homework. And that just seems wrong to me. So I wrote this book to, you know, show them, look, here's how it works and it's easier than you think. And it's more similar to what we did than you think. And here's how. Oh, that's awesome. That's going to be so helpful, I think, for a lot of our fans because we were like a big family co-viewing show. Yeah, great. So everyone that can like watch the show and then hopefully go and buy this book. I like it's a daring title, too. It's like, do not open this book. (laughs) Well, is that how it's read? Yes. If you, yes, it's big block white letters on a black cover. Um, If you've got a child that age, if you you know, if you tell them not to do something, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to touch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're using a little reverse psychology. Sounds a lot better than Awakened, frankly. Well, it's very different. It's pretty different. I mean, one, you know, I've got got like these little comic strips where you and your child can read the characters. So the little Mr. Mouse, the kid can read it and then you can read the adult Danica voice and so it's fun. It's comedy. I, I get the Great. feeling that, that Murr's book is not comedy. No. No. I, I, I think don't know. It's, you might laugh it's at it. <laughs> no, it's, it's scary. It's good. Right? It actually it's is scary. Right? Have you read it? Scary. Uh, not the whole thing. There's um, mm-hmm. I did a bit with him the other day. There's a few pages that are TK, which means to come. Oh. Uh, but like okay. I, I read the intro and stuff. It's good. It's like su- it surprised me because I didn't. I've never written. I've never read. Yeah, I know him as a comedian. He actually has talent. No, but it's like because it's not funny. It's more. Like, he's a comedian. Right. Me. Like of course. And then it's like this whole other side of him, and it's like a lot of suspense. And like I can already see how it's going to be like a TV show mm-hmm. or a movie or something. And I'm like, I'm like, man, it's just a good idea. That's I'm cool. like, Murray's full of good ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Why not? You know, multi-talented. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Danica, again, thank you so much thank for coming you. by and buy those books. Yes, Uh, bath time, math time for really little kids. And then do not open this math book for your first or second grader. Great. Pick up those books and then come on right back and listen to more Impractical Jokers podcast. Yes. Excellent. Great. Uh, Okay, so 
You guys all have this weird shit-eating grin. Can I say shit-eating? You can. It might get bleeped. You can say okay. shit-eating, though. All right, so... I think you're going to curse more when you hear what happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I came back, and you guys all have this grin on your face. Yeah. yeah. And I have an idea of what just happened, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what it was. Yeah. So what's going on? We just had the biggest star we've ever had on the podcast on the podcast. A huge get. Danica McKellar. Yep. Yep. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I had to go up and film that thing. Yeah. And I knew sort of that she was around, Uh but you just got to sit down and talk to her Mm -hmm. for like a minute? Let me show you the picture. More than a minute. Like five, ten minutes. You have a picture of it? Oh, yeah. She took pictures with us and everything. She was so nice. Guys, this is our our podcast. It was. Now now she's the new co-host. I I think the fans would love that, of course. (laughs) Oh, man. That's amazing. Ah, ah, why was I on the show? (laughs) Got to stay on the podcast, Casey. I'm telling you. Stay humble. Yeah, that's, oh, wow. That's amazing. So you guys just talked to her about. uh, You're going to have to listen, man. Oh, my God. We're kind of burnt out on talking about it. You got (laughs) to. Now I have to listen to the podcast? (laughs) She knows pi by like into nine digits. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I can only go. 3.14 like the rest of us. I can go 3.1453. I forget. Well, listen to the listen to, to the interview. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> wow, that's really. I have had so many questions. Well, did you ask good questions? Great questions. I'm going to flip it on you. Did you guys mess this up? The best. What kind of questions would you have asked? I would have said, um, "How has it changed? Like, do you get recognized all the time now because of uh, being Winnie Cooper or being uh, on the uh, on, a jo- on Jokers?" I didn't. I didn't even go there. Are you serious? That's a great I question. I don't Wish go there. I, I don't that. go there. This is this is. I'm not. The, Winnie Cooper's in the past. It's all about impractical jokers, Danica. Now, which is I'm sure how she builds herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's fun. Nice job. <laughs> Next time I get a celebrity, I'm not going to call you guys. Oh. I don't know how that's possible, but <laughs> I'll make you leave. I'll lock you out. <laughs> We're going to get a tape. You're going to be like, I just interviewed Christopher Walken. And it's just yeah. going to be like, okay, Christopher, what's it? And he's, I've been walking here because <laughs> that's what he does. That's pretty good. He gets his last name into bits. We should just interview you doing your Christopher Walken impression and call it the show. Danny's house <laughs> at twitter.com. <laughs> I think I'm too mad to continue. Are we going to, is this the end? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. We got one more thing. Sorry, I just wanted to get to this. Uh, we had a few questions. People asked, um, if you remember at the end of the third episode, uh, we had an in memoriam for our friend, our coworker, uh, Colin De Silva Vint. Uh, he passed away, unfortunately, uh, a few months ago. And so people were asking us uh, about him and just wanted to talk about him uh, for a little bit. Yeah, Colin uh, was our in-house counsel, I guess, if we're being technical. He's like a lawyer uh, for our show. And he was honestly just one of the greatest guys. Um, he, it shouldn't have been this way, but Colin's office was in the writer's room. He was in he was with very us. Very much connected. Yeah. He had and, his own little, he had a little door, but he'd keep it open a lot of times. Yeah. And so he's just a funny, he was, he was just a very funny person. Um, yeah. Wonderful guy to work with. And yeah, he would always be there for us, but we'd be talking about dumb stuff and he'd have to listen. He'd have to listen. And then like every now and then, because he was there, like, Every question we ever had about legal issues, we'd ask him, be like, hey, can we do a parody version of this Britney Spears song? But it'll be really stupid. He's like, if you have to get far enough away, he's like, are you really asking me or are you just asking me for fun? We're like, I don't know, man. And he's just like, all right, whatever. Eventually, for some reason, his office moved down the hall. Uh, <laughs> and he actually shared, uh, he shared an office with my wife, Lisa. Yeah. And uh, we you know, just got closer and closer. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away 
um, in, towards the end of uh, last year, 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted to memorialize him. And so y- you saw him at the end of that episode. Yeah. And we wanted to do something. Um, and it, it was kind of just our idea. So we mentioned we got the Twitter handle at Dandy Chiggins. So as far as we're concerned, it's the official at Dandy Chiggins Twitter mm-hmm. handle. That's right. And uh, there is a GoFundMe page for Colin's family. It's for his wife and his two, two kids. Children, yeah. And any anybody that donates between the time this podcast comes out uh, and uh, the next month, let's say, we're just going to pick one person at random and we're going to contact you and give you that Twitter handle. So it's not like a contest or anything. It's just something we want to do. So anybody that donates, um, we're going to just pick one person at random one time and we'll hook you guys up with the at Dandy Chickens Twitter handle. So if you donate, leave like your Twitter handle or something, just so some way me or Casey or Danny can get in touch with you. And, but it's uh, a great way to just help out a, a wonderful family uh, yeah. that suffered a, a tremendous loss in uh, just last year. And so they're amazing. And Colin was so amazing. So be amazing and uh, throw some money their way. Yeah. Thanks so much. And um, uh, yeah, we, we just appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That's the end of the official and practical Jokers podcast. Please tune in for next week. Subscribe. Uh, you follow me at Casey Jost. At Mick James McCarthy. At Danny's house. <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter, Danny's house. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, at Ketherson. Oh, it's e- Ketherson. Ketherson. No. Oh. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs>